Welcome back, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about romance. So, to start us off, I thought I'd talk about the most obvious element of romance in Frankenstein, which is creating the fantastic. So, in Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein creates the fantastic, which is the monster, and he goes against nature to do it. The monster not only is made from different body parts from different individuals, but he's also able to talk think and comprehend emotions which all of which was self-talk i think a quote that really um depicts that very well is um comes from chapter two and frankenstein says it was the secrets of heaven and earth that i desired to learn and whether it was the outward substance of things or the inner spirit of nature and the mysterious soul of man that occupied me still my inquiries were directed to the metaphysical or in its highest sense the physical secrets of the world so I think this just overall, you know, depicts Frankenstein really well. He just wants, like, basically to learn about stuff. And, um, you know, he says heaven and earth. You know, he wants to learn about the spiritual aspect of things a little bit. And, you know, um, like the metaphysical and, of course, like what applies to the real world and earth. And overall, yeah, Frankenstein just seems very fascinated with going, like, past nature and like pushing the boundaries of like science and knowledge. Um, you could even connect that to another element of romance, which is gaining forbidden knowledge. I think it's pretty obvious that Victor Frankenstein learns how to create life, which one goes against nature. And it's also like him sort of taking on like a godly role of making life. So it's like you said, how he's like obsessed with knowledge and being able to create all right so i have a quote that kind of can tie both of those two things together it was it may appear very strange that a disciple of albert magnus should arise in the 18th century that our family was not scientifical and i had not attended any of the lectures given at the schools of geneva my dreams were therefore undisturbed by reality and i entered with the greatest diligence into the search of the philosopher's stone and the elixir of life there Frankenstein was pretty much admitting to wanting to be a scientific person while attending his studies while at the same time trying to skip past the bounds of reality and look into the philosopher's stone and the elixir of life from there I kind of gathered that that was his introduction and passion into the creation of life I agree with Keegan I feel like his search for creation of life as well as pushing the bounds of science ultimately led to him creating Frankenstein and not only creating him, but trying to make him uh, a, not just a creature, but a scientific specimen in a way. I also think that his obsession with creating life and science is him to like isolate himself whenever he had like the opportunity to deal with the monster or just to advance his knowledge he would like put himself in like very remote locations like when he was creating the second monster he went off to a very remote island just to be able to be by himself and he like distanced himself from his family and that's also another element of romance do you think the isolation caused him not only to expand his horizon scientifically but also kind of close him off to the outside world and figuring out his emotions and how to interact with others. I do. I mean, I think that although Dr. Frankenstein was, well, he cut himself off from like his family and other individuals, he did seem to stay pretty connected with nature. 
kind of be his way of like reflecting on his emotions but also i feel like he thought that he was kind of equal with nature like the way he described it it didn't seem like it was as overpowering as it was to other individuals but he went against nature to create life so i feel like he was always challenging it and so you spoke a little bit about nature and you also talked about how he went off to the remote destination to create the monster's bride and throughout the novel i kind of noticed a lot of repetition on the on nature and the elements of nature some of those being water fire and it's not really an element but i would say electricity and lightning in a way do you have like any elaboration on what you guys think that meant I mean, I think that nature in literature always says something about the characters and their emotions. Like, I believe one of the scenes you're talking about with lightning is after um, what's it called the monster is rejected from the family that he's living next to in the cottage. The monster describes like the power and the lightning and everything. And I think in that scene, it's like the rage he felt in that moment after being like rejected another time. And I just think it depends on the situation, but like you can always tell with like what elements they bring in, what the author is trying to say about the character's emotions and what they're really trying to emphasize. Yeah, and I mean, with those elements, I dove a little bit deeper and I looked at just uh, the significance of water itself. And historically speaking, water was always used as something as the cleansing material, like you wash your hands with water or you clean things with water. And in this case, I'm referring to the scene in the novel where Victor dumped the bride into the water. And from there, I kind of thought of it as he was getting rid of the monster. But with that water, but he put it in water in a way to just destroy the remnants and kind of wash away his sins in a way and like wash away everything that he had basically given his life to which I kind of thought that was extremely significant because he was pretty much throwing away his life's work. I kind of agree with Deegan talking about the emotions. With the fire, you can also equate that to kind of maybe burning his bridges, burning his bridges in a sense where he had thrown away all of his work and he was trying to move on and create a new life for himself, even with Elizabeth later on in the book. And obviously that didn't get to happen. He was trying to forge a new path. Alright, so another element of romance that I wanted to talk about was wandering as a rebel and an outcast. So, in this story, do you think that who? Well, who do you think is the rebel or the outcast? I'd say Victor himself. He was left alone when his mother died. His father pushed him away, and he isolated himself to focus on his work. From there, his father forced him to go to college out of the country to expand his scientific horizons. Then from there, he created life. And after he created his companion, he completely isolated himself from his companion. And from there, he separated himself from everybody and everything that he possibly could just because he was simply frustrated with himself at what he had created. And eventually, when he finally found love in Elizabeth, it didn't take too long for his creation to come back and haunt him and kill her. And that shows the feeling that 
isolation built up with inside the monster due to Victor's isolation in ter- like with everything. You know, I think uh, Victor could, you know, he could actually be characterized as both the rebel and the outcast. Like the outcast, like everything you said earlier, um, being estranged uh, by his father and his mother dying at a young age and just rebelling rebelling against nature basically defying the laws of nature in order to create um his monster and the monster himself is an outcast too as a result of this i think it's interesting the parallel between just overall the parallels between frankenstein and his own monster i completely agree with you i think that definitely the monster is the outcast not only because of his appearances which tend to scare everyone else away but he's also an outcast because victor himself like made him one when he first created him he completely like denied their relationship and just didn't want anything to do with him i agree with that and one more thing that i found symbolic was at the end of the story when the monster had killed everyone that victor loved and victor died he was left alone isolated he was on his own with no one else to be there with him and his uh, companion was killed by victor and he was the only one left yeah so would you say the monster was trying to give victor the feeling of what he had yeah i would say that was his ultimate motive basically not only because he didn't have a companion, he wanted Victor to feel that same way. And also, in a sense, he wanted him to feel the way he's been feeling since he was created. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. And...